from St. Matthew chapter 11. When John, who was in prison, heard about the deeds of the Messiah, he sent his disciples to ask him, Are you the one who is to come, or should we expect someone else? Jesus replied, Go back and report to John what you hear and see. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are healed. The deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the good news is proclaimed to the poor. Blessed is anyone who does not stumble on account of me. As John's disciples were leaving, Jesus began to speak to the crowd about John. What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed swayed by the wind? If not, what did you go out to see? A man dressed in fine clothes? No, those who wear fine clothes are in king's palaces. Then what did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is the one about whom it is written. I will send my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way before you. Truly I tell you, among those born of women, there has not risen anyone greater than John the Baptist. Yet whoever is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. This is the gospel of our Lord. You may be seated. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. What do you expect of the Messiah? If you've studied the Bible a lot in your life, you, you know what that, the word Messiah means. But if you haven't, the word Messiah is a Hebrew word that means the anointed one. It would be the word that was used to designate someone who is chosen for a specific task, usually a king or a prophet. So someone would go, anoint the next king with oil and show this is, this is the chosen one. This is the king. This is the anointed one. That Hebrew word for the anointed one in Greek is Christ. So we say, what do you expect of the Messiah? We can say, what do you expect of the Christ, the one that God promised in the Old Testament, and now at Christmas time we look and is there in the manger. So what do you expect? What do you expect the Messiah to, to be like? What do you expect living in the kingdom of that Messiah to be like? Maybe as you look into that manger, you would expect that perfect Messiah to be all the best in a baby. Right? Like, like, like kind of like the grandparent that lives two hours away and can kind of come and grab that baby, put him up next to himself, Ah, comfort and closeness. That's when I think of Jesus, when I think of the Messiah, that, that's, that's what I think of. Ah. Or, or, or maybe you think, or you've grown to think of the Messiah as like a friend who goes out to coffee with you, sits across the table as you speak to him, and he looks at you with understanding eyes, nods along, very affirming, never judgmental, and just listens to what you would say. Maybe the Messiah would be more like a grandpa that spoils you, and it gives you whatever you want, and kind of laughs when you misbehave. Or maybe if you're thinking Messiah like a king, you're thinking kind of like special forces soldier that you can just call on and all your enemies go away. Whenever you need him, he's right there. All of your problems go away. 
Or maybe the opposite end. Maybe you feel like the Messiah and living in his kingdom is like somebody seeing what you do and he's just shaking his head over there in a corner as you suffer through another consequence of a dumb thing that you did. Or maybe he's angry, ready to smack you, ready to get at you, and like your worst enemy. What do you expect of the Messiah? Did you, did you notice a problem with a bunch of my questions? I was kind of saying like, what do you think and what do you feel? What really matters isn't what we feel like he should be like or what we think he should be like, but how he really is. And this morning, that's, that's what we're going to look at. Now, if you would have asked that question to an Israelite living in the first century, what do you expect of the Messiah? They would have said something like, listen, we're suffering under the Romans. We expect somebody's going to be powerful, that's going to free us, he's going to be victorious, and he's going to make our life awesome. So, this morning, let's go backwards here. This morning, we start, John the Baptist is in prison. John the Baptist is like one of the greatest preachers ever. And he was super faithful to Christ. The Old Testament even talked about him. And here he is in prison. Why was he in prison? Because King Herod, the powerful king, took his sister-in-law as his own wife, and then John publicly proclaimed, this is a sin. King said, I don't like that. You're in prison. And so there was John in prison. So he, he sends, he hears, hears about the deeds of the Messiah. He sent his disciples to ask him, are you the one who is to come? Or should we expect someone else? So why did John ask this? Well, it's interesting. If you would read in the his, history of the church, people talking about this, up until about the 1700s or so, people have said, John's not doubting here. He's actually teaching his own disciples. He wants to teach his own disciples what's going on here, so he's not doubting. The last couple hundred years, more people said doubts. But the important thing isn't here is, isn't why he asked this question, but it's where he goes. And, 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 and we need to learn from that. When, when you have doubts about your faith, or about Christ, where do you go? You can go online and find whatever you want Jesus to say or to be like. You can find that. Seriously, what do you, what do you want him to be like? You'll go somewhere. You can find somebody to say whatever you want it is about Jesus, and you'll find it. Or do you go to Christ and his word? Do you go to Jesus to hear who he is? That's what he does. Are you the one who is to come or should we expect someone else? I mean, right? You were going to come with vengeance. You were, you're strong. You're powerful. We're in prison. What's going on? Are you the Messiah? So Jesus replied, go back and report to John what you hear and see. The blind receive sight. The lame walk. Those who have leprosy are cleansed. The deaf hear. The dead are raised. And the good news is proclaimed to the poor. Now, if you're listening, when we read from Isaiah 35, Jesus is talking about those verses, All right? John, right? Look, look what's going on. The blind are receiving sight. 
people that could never walk are walking again. Lepros, those with leprosy are cleansed. The deaf hear, the dead are raised. All of these miracles that said, right, the Messiah is here are being done right now. So yes, I am the coming one. Look. Blessed, verse 6, is anyone who does not stumble on account of me. If Jesus isn't who you thought or feel like he should be, it can be very easy to stumble. If you think living in the kingdom of God is always glory and bliss, and that your life will always be getting better, and that God will always give you what you want, you're going to struggle when you come across the verse that says, in this world you will have trouble. If you think that Jesus never judges anyone for their sin, you're going to trip and stumble over a majority of the things that he says when he talks about hell, when he talks about being the only way to eternal life. If you think that God must be really happy with you because you are trying really hard and you're avoiding the things in the world, the bad stuff out there, and therefore Jesus might be must be happy with you, then you're really going to be offended when you hear him speaking his parables like the Pharisee and the tax collector. If you think that you'll never struggle when persecution comes, when you get ridiculed for the name of God, you're going to stumble over this. And Jesus said, blessed is anyone who does not stumble on account of me. So we have to go to the word and see who he is. So he goes back, says, yep, I'm the Messiah, John. Don't worry. But as John's disciples were leaving, Jesus began to speak to the crowd about John. What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed swayed by the wind? It's windy, and there's a reed, the thing's going to be swaying. Right? Do you think John is like that? Do you think that living the Christian life and being faithful to Christ is matching what you believe with what everybody else says? One day, this thing is sinful. The next day, this is sinful. Do you think that John the Baptist and the Christian life and the Christian teaching should always be changing so that no one is ever offended, so that people always think well of you, and so that no one would ever think that you would say something against what they believe. Jesus is saying, if you expect John to be that, you're going to be really disappointed. If not, what did you go out to see? A man dressed in fine clothes? No, those who wear fine clothes are in king's palaces. Was Jesus taking a dig at Herod? The, the word, whether he was or not, the word there that says fine clothes... Uh, is actually the word is soft. Did you expect him to wear soft clothes? I mean, John the Baptist, the Bible tells us, was wearing camel's hair and a leather belt. How would you like that for dress code? If that's what you had to wear. Is that what you expect, expected him to see? Is that what you expected? Uh, parents, students, all of you here today, does Jesus call us to be comfortable? Parents, do you want your, your children to grow up to be comfortable or to be good? 
What do you, what do you want to, to grow up to be? Does, does Jesus anywhere say, if anyone would come after me, he should get, he should figure out what he wants, go out and get it, and then live the rest of the life in ease. Actually, he says the opposite. A person must deny himself, come after himself, and follow me. The Christian life on this earth is often very uncomfortable as you feel out of place and called to carry your cross and suffer. But it is full of comfort. As you look at the Messiah dying for you, rising for you. He says, then what did you go out to see a prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is the one about whom it is written. I will send my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way before you. Truly, I tell you, among those born of women, there has not risen anyone greater than John the Baptist. Yet whoever is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. Now, I, I can see here among the choir this morning, I, you know, a number of you that I have taught before. And you probably remember, maybe you don't remember, but one of my favorite chapters in the Bible is Hebrews chapter 11. And where you go, if, if you get a chance today, go ahead and read that again. And, and you will find out about all these heroes of faith of the Old Testament. From Noah, from Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah. All of these people that did great things by faith in the promise of the coming one. Do you see what Jesus is saying here? Among those born of women, there is not yet risen anyone greater than John the Baptist. John the Baptist, who is in prison, is greater than all of those people in Hebrews chapter 11. He was even prophesied about. He read that, and then Jesus says, John the Baptist is greater than all of those people, and he was in prison. But then he says, whoever is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than than John. If you read to the end of Hebrews chapter 11, it, it, it talks about all of those people who did great things in the Old Testament. Then at the end of it, there's an awesome phrase that says all of these people, Abraham, Isaac, all these people from the Old Testament, were commended for their faith, yet none of them received what was promised. God had something better planned for us so, so that only together with us would they the people of the Old Testament, be made perfect. John the Baptist died before Jesus did his most important work of dying on the cross for the sins of the world. We live after that. John trusted in the promise that the Messiah was going to carry out his work. We not only trust that, but it has already happened. We can look now at Jesus, the Lamb of God, who's taken away the sin of the world, and see him dying on the cross. We can see the stone rolled away from the tomb. He has risen from the dead. Not only that, when John the Baptist died, he had all sorts of verses from the Old Testament that he could go to, but we have the old and the new. We're greater. John the Baptist couldn't die with the words of Romans 8 ringing through his ears. He couldn't hear that verse, right? Neither life nor death nor anything else will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. But we can. 
John the Baptist never received Jesus' body and blood in his mouth for the forgiveness of sins. We do. We have the completed work of Christ. So what do you expect? Even more than he gave to John the Baptist. And so brothers and sisters in Christ, when you ask that question, what do you expect of the Messiah? How do you expect him to be? What would you expect life to be like living in his kingdom? It's better than you could expect. You see, the way that Jesus really is, is able to hold up under all of the trials, troubles, and suffering of our life. The messiahs that we would make up about Jesus and how he would be will slowly fall apart as life comes and presses down on you. But the way that it really is, is a life of following Jesus under the cross, that the Son of God is with you, that the Son of God has suffered for you, has died, has given you the promise of eternal life, and that nothing can separate you from his love that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. What really matters is how things are and how he is. So let's repent and put our trust in the Messiah, our Savior. Amen. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Thank you.